are listening to TKO on CFIU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening everybody? What is good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course we're there now so what has happened in my friends as always we are so happy to be here today in the studio with you guys man we are almost almost at our 120th episode milestone so shout out to all of you guys out there tko nation if it weren't because of your love and support we wouldn't be here right now. And of course, a big, big shout out to our family here at CFRU for giving us this platform to just be brought to you guys week after week after week, you know, since 2016. So shout out to CFRU 93.3 FM. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I'm so excited today because like I told you guys before many times, when it's summertime in the world of combat sports, it's just so many things happening at the same time. It's like fireworks happening week after week after week. And whoo, this past weekend was crazy. I'm not sure if you guys actually caught up with your events because we had, I actually forgot to talk about it on the show last week, but there was actually a Bellator card happening which was uh, really, really um, exciting. Apparently, I didn't get to watch it, but I heard about um, some of the things that went down and watched some of the highlights, and they looked pretty exciting. But there was also UFC happening, um, UFC fight card, uh, UFC 237, actually, which was sort of interesting, but at the same time controversial at the same time for some of the fights. But overall, it was I would say it was entertaining. And um, there was also boxing happening. But obviously, I mean, I keep telling you guys that you guys need to, uh, you know, watch all of these fights if you can. But the problem is they mostly happen around the same time. And I don't know if the promoters actually think this through. But listen, somebody might actually be a huge fan of MMA and they might also want to watch boxing. So what do they do? Like, that's a big issue. So if you are a businessman out there and you're listening to this, please come up with a solution for this because it's a real problem and it's a real struggle for all of us um, combat sports fans out here. So please try to resolve this. Yes. Anyhow, so like I said, a lot has happened over this past weekend, but put that aside because this upcoming weekend, man, we have so many fights happening. Uh, like so many exciting fights happening. I don't know. It's like exciting fights weekend after weekend after weekend. So I'm just really happy that we get this chance to break them all down here on the show so that you guys know what to expect for the upcoming weekends and know what to watch out for and kind of have a background regarding the fighters who are supposed to be fighting on on those uh, fight nights. And, you know, in case you're betting money on, on either one of the fighters, 
or whatever you want to do, it will just give you some sort of an idea of what to expect, what not to expect, what to do and what not to do. So anyhow, uh, having said all that, we have a lot happening this upcoming weekend. We have a very exciting uh, UFC fight card happening on Saturday night, May 18th at 8 p.m. actually, and it's happening in Rochester, New York. So that's actually like I know a lot of people listening to this right now are from the Guelph and nearby regions, if not from um, Ontario. So uh, if you guys can't and I know in Canada it is it is a long weekend. So happy Victoria Day, everybody. Um, I know it's long weekend. So if you guys have the time, if you if you don't have any plans for the long weekend and you really want to do something exciting, uh, it's a good idea to drive drive down to New York to Rochester. It's uh, really, really close. And uh, I think you still get tickets for this uh, fight nights because it's actually really exciting. I just looked through the, the main card of this whole fight card and it's actually pretty stacked and uh, listen the main event is actually crazy because it is going to be a um, welterweight bout between two of my all-time favorite fighters Rafael Dos Anjos who actually used to be the champion at the lightweight division in the UFC and of course a young talent a guy that I always admire for some reason Kevin Lee so this is going to be the main event of this UFC Rochester um, fight card. And other than that, we also have the co-main event, which is going to be an event between Neil Magny, who is um, a, a longtime veteran of the welterweight division in the UFC. He's going to be fighting off against Vincente Luque from Brazil, who's also a very talented fighter. So it's going to be really, really exciting. So, like I said, if you can, please go watch all these fights in person. Or if not, just watch it on TV because that's what I'm going to be doing. But, yes, we are definitely going to be breaking down those two fights. And um, depending on how much time we're going to have left, we might talk, uh, talk about a few more of the fights that are happening on the main card of this UFC Rochester card. But that is not all that we have lined up for Saturday nights because also on May 18th, on Saturday nights, we are going to be having a great, a phenomenal boxing fights happening in, um, in uh, New York State, but not in Rochester, actually in Brooklyn, New York at Barclays Center. We have the current, the reigning heavyweight WBC champion of the world, the one and only Deontay Wilder, he's going to be defending his WBC title against the mandatory challenger, Dominic Brazil. Yes, so I know this fight had been announced a while back and we didn't really go into it because there was just a lot happening at the time and I, I completely forgot about this fight, actually. <laughs> but here it is. We're definitely going to be breaking it down on the show today. And uh, it's actually a very exciting fight because... When it comes to boxing, um, I, I remember telling you guys uh, many episodes back that, man, boxing is getting so exciting and it's almost on its route to getting back to the glory days and whatnot with all the matchups that were being um, scheduled at the time and all that. But then it felt like it was it was like a rice. If you, if you want to picture it graphically, it, it was like a rise and then it just plateaued. So there were no, uh, not not saying that there were no interesting fights at all, but it, it, the, the excitement just sort of died down 
But right now, with this bout that we have ahead with Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil, maybe we're on uh, on that rise, that that steep again of excitement in boxing once again. So again, I'm really excited to break this fight down for you guys. And uh, yeah, yeah. So now, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, here we go. So uh, I actually, yes, I really do want to get started with this Deontay Walter and Dominic Brazil fight because it's an important fight, especially because ever since I believe we saw the fight between uh, our, our very own Deontay Walter, the current champion, and uh, the fight that he was having against Tyson Fury, we haven't really seen a good uh, heavyweight fight in boxing. So this is the next best thing that could happen to us in this new year. But here we are. So Deontay Wilder, like I said, is the current heavyweight WBC champion. And he's um, having dominant Brazil challenge his title. Okay, so uh, this is really exciting because we see one common point between these two guys. I mean, they have many things in common, but one common point between these two guys is that um, th they both seem to somehow be related to the current IBF, IBO, WBA, and WBO heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. So by that, I mean that Dominic Brazil, he has actually fought Anthony Joshua in the past, but unfortunately... So he was challenging Anthony Joshua. Um, actually, yes, I believe at the time Anthony Joshua only had one title on his hand and Dominic Brazil was um, challenging him for that title. But unfortunately, on that night, he was defeated by Anthony Joshua through a TKO loss. And um, actually, that was his own. That is currently his only loss on his uh, professional record. So that was with regards to Dominic Brazil. And when, when we talk about Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, we all know how the drama has been playing out for the past for the past years, man. It's been so long that we've been wanting to see a, a, a fight, a really good fight between Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. And the fight was so close to happening. And I believe both guys, both parties, even had the contracts in front of them. And the only thing that was required was just a simple signature on those contracts but for whatever reason, for financial reasons, apparently, allegedly, the 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 fight never uh, actually got scheduled, and um, the parties apparently didn't really agree to their paychecks, and uh, also the place that the fight was supposed to happen. So there was arguments about whether or not the fight was going to be happening in the UK, so in Anthony Joshua's home country, or if the fight was supposed to be happening in the US, in, in the US, because obviously Deontay Walter is American, and um, it would really make sense um, if the fight would was happening some, I don't know, like in New York, or uh, especially in Las Vegas, in terms of betting and all the things that go down with that. So for whatever reason it was, unfortunately, that fight never really happened. But like I said, Anthony Joshua is this um, uh, is sort of invisible player in this whole situation and plays an indirect role in what we have in front of us with regards to the matchup between Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil. 
So I don't know. It's, it's, for some reason, it's just really, really um, attractive to me because of the fact that we have these three guys. It, they almost make up a triangle right now in the heavyweight division in boxing. And um, for some reason, it personally just reminds me of those um, glory days. Like, remember when we had, for example, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. And we had so many guys at the top of the game back in the day, especially in the heavyweight division. So it's it's always really attractive to me when I see guys, especially heavyweights at the top of the game right now. And, um, uh, and, and in one way or another, they're... Uh, either like trash talking to each other or just um, challenging each other for for fights and they're yeah like talk to each other on social media or something so for for that reason i really like that because it could mean that a potential matchup could come up and the guys can actually battle it out for glory Yes. So now let's get into this uh, fight breakdown for Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil. So like I said, Dominic Brazil actually has a very, very good boxing record because he has 20 wins on his professional career and only one loss. And that one loss was to Anthony Joshua. And now talk about Deontay Wilder. Man, he is actually undefeated. So he has 40 wins on his professional career and one draw. And that only draw on his career has been with Tyson Fury, which we saw take place a few months back in, um, was it in December? I forget. But yes, we all remember that fight. It's still fresh in our minds. And it was a very exciting fight. So um, this is a very interesting fight because... Although a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are betting on Deontay Wilder right now because they're just saying that Deontay, Deontay Wilder is going to murk Dominic Brazil. But do not let that fool you because, listen, there's a reason why Dominic Brazil is the, is the mandatory challenger for the WBC title right now. Because he's, he's, do not underestimate him. Please do not under, underestimate him because he has some of the greatest knockout power in the heavyweight division right now and yes if you look through his boxing record and the people that he has recently fought except for anthony joshua a lot of the guys a lot of their names you don't really know but at the same time if you go back and watch what dominic brazil has been has been doing and um if you watch some of his performances in the past then you will figure out that no, Deon, uh, excuse me, Dominic Brazil, he has so much power, and in his fights, he's a very good striker. He goes in, he charges in, and um, when he throws a punch, it's it has so much power, so much knockout power. So that is actually something that Deontay Wilder really needs to watch out for, because we have seen him be challenged by by um, power, uh, quote unquote, powerhouse guys. Like Dominic Brazil, we have seen guys like um, Luis Ortiz, who Deontay Wilder has fought in the past. Guys who put every power that they have in just one punch to go for that for to go for that knockout. And Deontay Wilder, believe it or not, he has been absorbing those punches, and he, he's actually been wobbling in his fights after absorbing those punches. So. If Dominic Brazil presents Deontay Wilder with something similar to that, then Deontay Wilder is going to be in so much trouble in this fight. So having said that, Deontay Wilder should not underestimate Dominic Brazil's power 
and also needs to think it over, like to actually think about that and the things that Dominic Brazil is going to present him with in this fight, like I said, with the power shots and all that. So Deontay Wilder can actually um, go around and de develop like a counter strategy against the things that Dominic Brazil is going to potentially do in this fight. Now, having said that, when you think about that, when you think about trying to get away from a powerful puncher, well, what do you do? Well, you try to stay out of his range, out of that person's range so that they can't really touch you and um, you're, you're um, mostly responding back with counter punches, right? So that would be the first thing that would come to your mind, right? But in this case, it's a bit tricky because we have both guys being at the same height. And the thing is, like, if you, if you want to do that, if you want to stay out of a person's range, Okay, what, what would actually come to your help would be the difference in physicalities, for example, differences in your height. Okay, but in this case, because both guys are six, seven, they're both the same height. It's a bit tricky because you want to stay out of that per your opponent's range. But at the same time, you want to be just close enough to be able to successfully and efficiently throw your counter punches. So this is where the challenge comes in. And I know, I mean, I, I bet Deontay Wilder has a plan for this coming into this fight with um, the fight being only three days away. But at the same time, it's not going to be easy for, for Deontay Wilder. And it's not going to be easy for Dominic uh, Brazil uh, either because obviously he's going to be facing off against the, the current champion and the guy who, uh, who we've seen do so many dangerous things in his fights and the way he throws his punches. Listen, Deontay Wilder might look like a zombie towards the end of a fight. Like I told you guys, he does tend to uh, absorb a lot of the power power shots um, being thrown by his opponents. But even though he might be wobbling, he will still swing at you with full-on power. And that is what you need to watch out for. So um, I actually see a lot of similarity between uh, uh, what, what the challenges are for both of these guys. So I'm really interested to see... Uh, is the game plan going to be different for each guy or are they both going to come into the uh, come into the game with similar plans because if that's the case then I'll be really interested to see how this will actually play out and if uh, first of all if is Deontay Wilder going to um outsmart Dominic Brazil in this fight by doing something that Dominic Brazil isn't really going to be thinking of, hasn't really predicted yet. Is Deontay Wilder going to mostly improvise in, the, in this fight and try to counteract whatever Dominic Brazil is going to throw towards him? Or is he going to do something predictable? Regardless of the outcome and how the fight is going to go down, I'm just really excited for this fight because of all the things that I just told you guys and because of the fact that, like I said, this is the first fight in, in a long time, in a few months, that is going to be really exciting in the heavyweight division in boxing right now. And I know we have other top contenders in the heavyweight division and champions in the heavyweight division in boxing right now, guys like Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, who are supposed to have their own matchups in the near future. But this is a fight that that would present the most challenge to both parties, if that makes sense. So for Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, the guys, that their opponents, the, the guys that they're supposed to be facing off against, they may not necessarily be at, the, at their own level. They might be at their, at their lower level and it might be actually an easy fight for those guys. But for this fight between Deont Deontay Walter and Dominic Brazil, 
it is going to be one interesting fight because of the fact that um, there, there's so much similarity between the challenges that is going to be presented to both parties. And I'm just really interested to see how things are going to play out on fight night. So there you go. That was your uh, boxing for the weekend. So like I said, um, this is, I believe it's going to be a pay-per-view on Showtime. So make sure you um, purchase it and watch it on time. Uh, it's going to be happening in Brooklyn, New York. So Saturday, May 18th, Deontay Wilder versus Dominic Brazil. Okay. Now, <laughs> like how I said it in the beginning of the show today, Man, the promoters need to think this through because on the same night, on Saturday, May 18th, we are also going to be having the Kevin Lee and uh, Rafael Dos Sanjos fight. So it's going to be a, a struggle, but we'll see how we manage as combat sports fans. So we're probably going to have to pull up two screens at the time to, to watch both events at the same time, but we'll see how things play out. Anyhow, so let's get into this main event of UFC in Rochester, okay? You guys ready? I'm really ready. I'm actually really excited for this matchup because we're going to be having the former lightweight champion of the UFC, Rafael Dos Anjos, fighting off against Kevin Lee. Now, I don't know about you, but this fight is going to be fire, so I'm just going to drop some bombs for this fight. Yeah, there you go. Yes, this fight is going to be electric it's gonna be so good and um i'm a huge fan of both of these guys because they're both um if you think about it they're both uh very well-rounded mixed martial artists for example kevin lee um if i'm not mistaken he actually comes from a strong wrestling background but his if you if you watch his fights his striking wouldn't tell you at all that his first sport was actually wrestling so that just tells you how much practice he puts in every every uh, training camp and uh, how much work he puts in for every fight and Rafael Dos Anjos too so like I said he used to fight at a uh, at a lighter weight division at lightweights at 155 pounds but this fight that we're supposed to be seeing uh, between Rafael Dos Anjos and um, Kevin Lee it's going to be at 170 pounds which is okay because ever since Rafael Dos Anjos has moved over moved up a weight division to 170 pounds we've seen his performance actually improve and we've seen his power improve and um we've, we've just seen him improve as a, as a whole fighter and maybe that the reason behind that is the fact that he when he wants to cut weight for his fights he doesn't have to get super dehydrated and um, his performance the night after the weigh-ins is not that worsened as a result of dehydration so good for him good for uh Rafael dos Anjos. so oh actually i forgot but kevin lee also used to fight at lightweight in the ufc so um this is also something new for him fighting at welterweight so i'm actually really curious to see how kevin lee plays um in this fight because i know i know for a fact that Rafael dos Anjos has been um at the welterweight weight division for for a while but not sure not too sure about kevin lee Okay, so this is going to be really exciting. So Jafri Dos Santos is a veteran of the sport. He's been fighting for about for more than 30 professional fights. Actually, yeah, about 40 professional fights. And Kevin Lee too, um, he's been conquering so many great things. For, for a while, he was dominating, dominating over 
all of his opponents. He even fought great guys like Tony Ferguson and it was great. It was a great um, performance seen by uh, Kevin Lee. But um, sometimes, you know, stuff goes down and um, you slip and you don't really perform that well. And you have a few losses here and there. But that is totally fine because here we are with Kevin Lee fighting off against the former champion, Rafael dos Anjos. So in this fight, what, okay, first of all, what Rafael dos Anjos needs to watch out for is Kevin Lee's takedowns. Okay, so because of the fact that I said Kevin Lee really likes his wrestling and he comes from a strong wrestling background so Rafael Dos Anjos really needs to work on his um, takedown attempts because if he's able to to neutralize those attempts then uh, and if he actually keeps the fight standing up and I know how how strong and resilient Rafael Dos Anjos is when it comes to just striking okay so just standing up so if that is the case, if he's only if he's able to mainly control the fight through striking, most mostly striking, then um, he could potentially win through a decision. But for Kevin Lee, I would actually suggest the opposite. I would say he needs to attempt um, takedowns while he can, and um, when he t- if he potentially takes Rafael dos Anjos to the ground, then he can actually uh, attempt. Uh, ground and pounds, like different variations of ground and pounds, because um, like I said, Rafael Dos Anjos, he's a really good striker, and if you neutralize him that way, if you take him to the ground, close the distance, and uh, don't really let him throw a lot of shots towards you, and you instead try to um, hit him with your own ground and pound, then obviously he's going to be completely neutralized, and um, you can win through um, a TKO potentially. So that is my proposed <laughs> strategy for this fight between Kevin Lee and Rafael dos Anjos. Regardless of um, how things are going to go down in this fight, I'm I'm just really excited to see. Uh, 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 just just watch this fight, you know. Like I've I haven't seen Kevin Lee fight in ages. I don't know why, but he hadn't been um, getting a lot of matchups uh, recently. I think the last time we saw him fight was sometime last year. So it's been a while, definitely, for Kevin Lee and for Rafael dos Anjos too. So I kind of miss um, the the way both of these guys actually fight, and um, I'm just really uh, and I'm actually really happy to see both of these guys back into the octagon again fighting at the welterweight division okay so that was your main event of the evening man i'm just looking at the clock i mean i think we can briefly just talk about the co-main event of that evening so like i said we have neil magny uh fighting off against vincente luke so neil magny has been fighting for a long time in the ufc okay and vincente luke he's a very very interesting guy too because he's he's really fast, okay? And um, the next thing you know, he, you might be already knocked out cold on the canvas because of how, how strong and fast Vincente Luque is. He's actually a very good mixed martial artist. Neil Magny, though, um, he, he, he does really accurate striking. But in this particular fight, I would recommend that he sticks to his jiu-jitsu, especially because we know um, uh, the fact that Neil Magny has really long limbs. And I always say, if you have long limbs, please go for your jiu-jitsu because 
that will that will give you more leverage in a way when you when you go to the ground and try to submit your opponents um, it's just easier to do submissions that way so neil magny for him to win this fight potentially try to submit vincente luque and for vincente luque i know how good his striking is so for him to potentially win this fight he, he can potentially knock out neil magny because we've seen Neil Magny show some weakness in his chin. And the fact that when he uh, absorbs a punch, then he's really wobbly. He can't really defend it. And he will just go down. Uh, and it will just lead to a TKO loss. So um, this fight is also going to be really interesting. Make sure you catch up with actually all of this fight card if you can. Uh, with that, I know that uh, Dominic Brazil and Deontay Wilder fight is also happening on the same night. But if you can... Please do try to watch um, most of this fight card. This UFC Rochester fight card is going to be really interesting. And man, now we're really out of time. So I got to wrap it up real quick. But this was a pleasure, guys. Next week, we're going to be celebrating our 120th episode of TKO. So yay, I'm really excited for that. And... uh, Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. You already know. If you want to catch up with our previous episodes, make sure you go to CFRU.ca. And you already know if you want to catch up um, with our really, really early episodes, you can also get a SoundCloud and iTunes to do that. And make sure you subscribe and download our episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.